Hello, and welcome back to Purple Glow Pod. I'm your co-host, Liv. And I'm Key. And uh, here we are again, coming to you from our home studios, here to mm-hmm. talk about uh, art school programs, specifically in Toronto. But I suppose they, these could apply to many locations. Yeah, I mean, I went to an arts, I mean, I went to university for fine arts for a year in Montreal, so I guess I'll be po- be talking about that as well, that experience. Yeah. Yeah, so these could apply, you know, city to city, um, but keep in mind that we are talking specifically about Toronto and a little bit about Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much Toronto. <laughs> yeah. So agenda for today, we're going to chat a little bit, and then we'll be hearing from Barbara and Ethan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... So if you listen to our, I believe our trailer episode, we talked about how we met, which was at a an arts elementary school, mm-hmm. um, grades four through eight. Which I feel a... like is so rare. I'm just going to pause and talk mm-hmm. about that because I only know of only one other arts elementary school in the city, which is KKSA, Karen Kane School for the Arts. Those are the only two art schools in Toronto that I know, of, like arts elementary schools in Toronto that I know of, which now that I'm... I mean, Cardinal Carter technically starts at grade seven. It does technically start at grade seven, so I guess three, but it's, I feel like it's very rare for there to it be is. elementary schools so specialized, so that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, and you hear us, like, if you know Kiara and I, we often talk about how we, um, we often talk about how we loved our experience and how like our years, re- our life really started when we joined uh, Claude Watson. But uh, I do think it's really early to be judging kids on their uh, artistic talent and like aptitude. I mean, you definitely know early on whether somebody has like a gift for it, but there's also some people that develop later or who lose interest. For sure. Losing interest is a huge thing, which I feel like it'll come up later on in this podcast. But even in high school, a lot of people uh, obviously both of us majored in dance and a lot of people at least at my high school by come grade 10 grade 11 they had all stopped dan- dancing outside of mm-hmm. high school which is crazy it's but almost it- like you reach a point and you kind of burn out yeah yeah mm-hmm. especially since especially which is actually very interesting I was talking to my partner also uh, we met him we both know him um, <laughs> at art school and we were talking about the different arts and how much you commit to those different arts outside of mm-hmm. art school. And we were talking about how it seems dance and music. A lot of young kids end up committing to those outside of school a lot more. Yes. And because of that, you it seems like you get more burnt out when, you, when it comes to, obviously I'm generalizing here and I don't know everyone's specific personalized experiences. When it comes to visual arts or drama, it doesn't seem like kids are taking a lot of classes if they're going to art school for these arts outside of school but when you're in dance or you're in music you have your private lessons or you're dancing with these studios almost every day outside of school Mm -hmm. and it becomes a lot you're training almost like a professional athlete trains there is the flip side to that though too where um places like my arts high school uh we had a lot of people come as beginners in dance or near beginners in dance and leave you know top of the class going into it professionally so there are experiences in i think you know, public arts schools that can shape you into, you know, focusing those on the, at a, at a, at a higher level. Mm-hmm. But you do definitely see most people, I think, mm-hmm. um, coming with like outside extracurricular experience in, in those forms. That's very, at Rosedale, you don't have to, do you audition? Or you do don't you just, audition. you send so an, an application? It is, it's an application process. And then once you're in, I know certain programs, like for example, for dance, 
Um, anyone can take a dance class, but they'll split them up based on level, which I think is really important in something mm-hmm. like dance, especially. Um, so they will have an audition specifically for the dance program. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyone can join, which I think um, is, to be honest, I when I first applied to Rosedale, I turned it down because I kind of looked down upon the fact that you didn't have to audition. But I regret that I felt that way because I think it opens up so much. It, it really opens up the... Uh, fields of people who might not otherwise have the opportunity because it is expensive to be enrolled in dance classes and music classes I definitely agree you and I both know that yeah and even not even just expensive but even in I know they try to include artistic education in like public and catholic schools and private schools as well but because it's so underfunded I feel like the experience you get with the arts and you get exposed to the arts in non-art schools is just not the same no, it's it's so, um, it's, it's undervalued in the system, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and that's sure. why I'm thankful that we went to Claude Watson, and I imagine many others who you know left the arts even after elementary school were grateful for that that um, initial introduction to the arts mm-hmm. at such a high level. I mm-hmm. feel like we and we really did. We were really thrust into these things at a high level. I know there were times in music class where I was kind of lost because, you know, I never learned how to properly read music before then. Yeah. Um, but like you're, you're forced to pick it up and in the end you end up enjoying it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> most of the time enjoying or dreading it, but you definitely do learn a whole lot of skills from that. And even if they're not artistic skills, I feel like I've learned a whole lot of time oh, management yeah. skills, even just critical so many thinking. applicable skills to yeah. other things. Yeah. Just, we all, we all came yeah. out, much better not only in the arts but also in the academic fields because we learned all these skills that you could apply to so many things for sure and just for anyone I know I always get this question when I talk to someone who hasn't gone to an art school or doesn't know anyone who has ever gone to an art school and has no idea what it's about I always like someone always asked me the question do you still do regular subjects like math that's always (laughs) Always, the question yes you do you do still have your regular day of school (laughs) you have your regular subjects you have English you have math you still need to obtain those credits but just Mm -hmm. on top of that you're also doing the arts (laughs) yeah in high school it's a little different because everything is a credit but I remember they would stress when we were in our uh, elementary school um, that we did all the same subjects but we kind of almost had half the time because we were exposed to so many art forms on top of it so we really had to work our butts off to to get everything in mm-hmm. I, I remember being super super over, overwhelmed in grade eight especially because there was just so much on our plates for sure but which I didn't enjoy at the time but I, I am thankful for that that kind of oh I'm um, super thankful and I feel mm-hmm. like we had a very unique experience because <sighs> When we were in elementary school, we had so many subjects and everything was in half the time. And so we had to learn about time management and about having, we had to learn about doing things under stress and pressure. Um, But we also, when we went to Claude Watson, when we auditioned, we also had to do academic tests, which they stopped, they They stopped stopped doing after our year, but we also had to do academic tests, which seems a little harsh, but it makes sense because you're under so much stress and pressure and yeah they need to make sure you can handle it exactly and i'm so you, thankful we did for have that. some people who left because it was yeah. too much for them uh-huh um which was absolutely the right choice like it's not for everybody it's it's a lot to put on somebody and if you're not ready you're not ready and that's that's fine yeah you're we were so we were eight years old when we started that so young <laughs> which is crazy 
I think yeah. about that all the time. We were so, so young and we had no idea what we were getting ourselves no, into. No, I cried every day for the first month that I went to Colorado. Horrible. I was excited. I was ready no, for like a new adventure. I wasn't. But well, I am, you came to like it. <laughs> I did come to like it and I'm super, super grateful because even come high school and then come university, there were so many mm. skills academically, even just learning how to properly write an essay. That, yes, like that's people something from that we learned schools, in yeah. like grade six and I'm very very thankful for that I know and I don't know if it is an art school thing but I came to high school and then university and just people in my classes didn't know how to properly cite or research things yes. and I had this information and I had these tools and I'm very thankful to have that because it, it very much prepared me to move on into whatever else I was doing and not even life. just like moving on into academic fields but I find is often in arts administration there's kind of a lack of rigor in in writing and communication um, which is not necessarily at the fault of the people who run the things. I think it's at the fault of our education system and of mm -hmm. the way these things are set up because communication is so much more important than you think it is. And I think if we started, if we introduce the kind of rigor that we had at Claude Watson into all elementary schools, I feel like we would be, um, better off as a whole, but that's not including the fact that like, I know everyone at Claude Watson was very privileged because um, it's not really about the kids when you're when you're eight you're not the one who has to go to art school it's yeah, your parents that puts is. you in and so. it's it's even very interesting looking back at it because I'd totally forgotten and it's something that's come up with my grandparents when we first started at Claude Watson they said it was mandatory to have a piano at home so you could take oh, piano yeah. lessons everyone had to take private piano lessons well I just, didn't have a piano at home. I didn't have a piano at home either and my grandparents ended up buying me a keyboard when I was eight years old I had never played an instrument either and even to think that you're entering a school and you're told that is insane because it's yeah, already like, expected that you have to have this income to be able to have these resources for your kids. Definitely extra expensive because we took a lot of field trips to like yeah. concerts and things like that. We had to buy a uniform, which we only wore like <laughs> we only like wore it on, ten percent of the time on trips and at performances. So we and then the odd fancy. like, do you remember those uniform days where they just be like, "Yep, everybody today." No, I don't the remember uniform. that. I do. I don't remember because I at all. I was like, what what <laughs> and these were this has nothing to do with anything but these were the ugliest uniforms They're on really the bad. planet think about i still think have about mine. the grossest color and green is my favorite color think about the grossest gross. color green you can think of it's like, with some like weird orange, orange and yellows <laughs> and a kilt out of that yeah yeah i no. just it was a very, very designing choices experience. yeah they better uniforms now by the way if you're interested in that oh i didn't know <laughs> that um, I think it's also something, it's something I talk about a lot and I have no idea how in what way it has impacted me, but it's something that I think about a lot that my entire life, me specifically, cause I know you, you've gone on to post-secondary education, um, and you've now changed your major to something that's the arts. But when you mm -hmm. first started off, you weren't in the arts, but I <laughs> since yeah. grade four have been in the arts. So from grade four to university, even journalism a little bit, and then I went into fine arts for dance, have been in a school program surrounded by people with the same interests. And I'm always very interested in how that has affected me because other people go to high schools with a whole different bunch of people and a very diverse group of people who mm -hmm. have very different interests. And we've both had experiences where we've gone to schools where everyone's at this school because they have the same interests, the same talents, and the same interests. That's super important. Yeah, and I find that very interesting because I feel like there's a lot less 
there's for sure conflict. You for sure have oh, for sure. <laughs> teenage drama. You for sure have all of that. But I feel just talking it's to a, other it's people, it's a little it's more different. harmonious. And I actually have a little bit of, I had a weird transition. So I originally went to Claude Watson and then I moved on to an arts high school um, for one year. And this was an arts high school where there was the arts program. And then there was the rest of the school, most of the school, which was just the regular collegiate program, I think we called it. Mm-hmm. And that was like a shock to my system because you had your arts your arts major classes where you were surrounded by like-minded people. And then you went on to your academic classes with just anybody. And it was like a different universe. Like I didn't enjoy being in that environment because I felt like everybody was working at crossroads. Whereas like sometimes when you're in an arts program, you feel like everybody's working to like a greater goal. And no, then when totally I switched high schools, like even though it was like an application program, we were all in different arts, like arts majors, those our academic classes still felt better. And I felt like the teachers trusted us and like knew us. It totally makes sense. It was like sense. a greater bond. Yeah, it totally makes sense because I'm not denying the fact because that teenagers, ever, all teenagers experience not wanting to go to school. Oh, definitely. Being over it because I even experienced that. But just the sole fact that when you go to an art school, it, it you've chosen to be there it's not just the high school that you're going to because it's your neighborhood school that you've specifically chosen to go there just from that choice the way you feel about it is a little bit different than you would going to just any other school mm-hmm. you're specifically choosing to be there for a reason for sure one of the great jokes we always make is that our experience at Claude Watson our elementary school was like being in a cult. <laughs> it's just difficult to describe, but we had such a different schooling experience from everybody else. It's not relatable. Um, it, some things feel surreal, like our old music teacher who used to keep moldy potatoes in her closet and hide chocolate around the school. Or- yeah, I mean, I get like... The best way to describe it is if you put a bunch of like already there are a bunch of stereotypes about artists being a little bit odd or having quirks just just a little bit (laughs) so you put a bunch of not even just students but even teachers who come from artistic backgrounds you're you're bound to get some interesting experiences and stories but I also love that like we've stayed in touch with people we've gone to elementary Mm -hmm. school I'm dating someone who we went to elementary school with but even just talking to them about their experiences and even from me to them how they their perspective and how they went through school was so different is is very interesting to hear Mm -hmm. yeah to sum it up we would not change it for the world we loved getting our weird elementary school arts and education as well as our high school education and um i wish more public schools and that's the thing it's a public school it's not a private school um so i really wish like more people would take this kind of opportunity and that more schools would be more like this Mm-hmm. And even if it's not the arts, um, I know what we're focused on here at Purple Glowmake is the arts, but even just the idea of having these specialized schools, because there are schools who, you know, have programs that are specialized for people who are into athletics and sports, or there are schools that are focused on for people who are into math and science. Mm-hmm. These specialized schools, I think, are very, very valuable for students. And just because they're able, I feel like these specialized schools are able to give students the proper resources and tools and enrichment that they don't get at a, at a just regular public school that unfortunately isn't able to help support everyone and all their interests yeah. in an efficient way. 
before we have to wrap up here, one more thing. Um, the unfortunately th- unfortunate thing about arts programs in Toronto, but I imagine all over the place, is that we're often underfunded. When the TDSB has to cut costs, uh, arts schools are the first to go. Arts programs are the first to go. Um, we were lucky at Claude Watson. Lots of people donated to us. But at my arts high school, it, we weren't so lucky. My dance teacher worked her butt off to raise money to buy all the mirrors in our dance studio that used to be a garage. Like, it was mm. bare bones. But our, like the teachers cared. They put in their own money and time to make things happen. But I would love to see the TDSB and the government put in money and time into making things happen. For sure. And I'm, I'm just going to briefly touch on this. And I know we're going to have someone on who's going to university for art, fine arts. But I also had a brief period of time in university for the fine arts. And even that is is underfunded. I, I'll say where I went. I went to Concordia in Montreal uh, for their contemporary dance program. Super great program, but even that, and I'm sure everyone who is in some sort of fine arts program, you talk to other people at your university and they don't even know. They're, they, you're in school for music, you're in school for dance. We have that here. <laughs> they have no idea. Interesting. They have no idea that just like, and it, it's an interesting thing because actually in where I went to school in Montreal, the arts classes took place in the business building so there there were a couple floors devoted that's super weird yeah there were a couple floors devoted to like music to visual arts to dance and you would talk to people in business and they were like oh there's there's a studio here there's what you go to school here you dance and they they don't understand that you're devoting four years to a degree in the arts they don't they they question it they don't understand why you would want to do that and there's a there yeah there's a lot of disconnect and it's very interesting and it's very interesting coming from an art school where everyone's on the same page like yeah we're doing the arts we're committed to this and then going into university where people are confused Uh, this might be a good time to take a break and uh, we'll come back with a guest welcome back we are here with the lovely barbara hi do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself um and your art school? Yeah. Um, so my name is Barbara Sims. Um, I, I guess, just finished my third year in the Ryerson dance program. Um, so that's basically, I mean, I also went to an arts high school with Liv. So lots of art school experience. That's basically like where I've cultivated everything I know about art, I feel like. Like I didn't really have much of an arts practice before going to an arts high school. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we were just talking about earlier about how there's, um, it's really lovely when like people come into art schools having like very little experience in in the arts and then like totally developing their whole like artist identities throughout. I love it when it's like a place of inspiration like that. I was having actually like a conversation about that the other day. I was thinking about like just what I would be doing with my life if I hadn't gone to an art school because that's kind of where I started doing everything. So I feel like I don't know what I'd be doing, so it definitely wouldn't be dance. I don't know how else I would have been really introduced to it. So it's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Wild. I also definitely. don't know if it's the same at, at um, Ryerson, but at Concordia, if you're in some sort of fine arts program, they make you take a, like, everyone has to take a general art history class together, um, which the, the point of the class, which isn't very efficient or effective (laughs) is to show you how like art history can apply to all art mediums and it can you guys can have a dialogue between all arts because of this shared art history but it's very interesting going into that because some people didn't go to high school for art so have zero 
idea about art history and I actually had a teacher who was from Italy and she was saying in Italy everyone no matter like what school you're at you have to study art history so it was it was yeah it was interesting for her coming to Canada and now teaching at a Canadian university this art history course where people are coming out of high school and have have no education about the arts that's very interesting yeah do you, do you have any classes at Ryerson where you do have to like cross over with other art forms then? Um, we don't have anything like equivalent to that, I wouldn't say. We do have, I mean, what's what I really like about Ryerson is that like you work pretty closely with like the actors and the production students, oh, nice. which I think, especially in first and second year, you have like a creative process class with um, the actors, which I found really valuable. In third and fourth year, you still have the same class, but it's just with your dance class which I think has other values because people tend to focus more on like actually creating dance work. But I think what was like really special about that acting or the class with the actors was like, you learn how to work with people who like think about things really differently than you. Mm -hmm. Like I think dancers are trained in such a specific way Mm -hmm. and obviously everybody brings something different to like an environment, but I do find like dancers, like they're very disciplined in this way and they're very like, have a certain way of thinking about things and like actors obviously have a way that they're trained that's different so I found that really valuable um and the production students we don't work with as closely like in a class setting but we do like work with them like on shows and stuff in later years so it's yeah it's like we don't have as much of like we're not really taught about these relationships between art but like there definitely is that kind of crossover Mm -hmm. which I think is really valuable in terms of like figuring out how you want to be a dancer by like seeing how other people go about doing other things is like equally important as like watching dancers do their thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Kiara and I always talk about how there should be way more crossover between the genres and I I just I love it when you people get inspired by like new mediums and like new art forms it's just it's so like pure I don't know yeah it is it is and it's there's so much that we can offer each other and I don't think it happens enough so I think that crossover is amazing even for that reason and even this just popped into my mind Ryerson has that creative industries program yes and I even think like a crossover with that could be so valuable just bringing even that business portion of yeah creative industries with the arts yeah would be something interesting to explore yeah I do wish there was more kind of cross I mean Ryerson doesn't really have any kind of I mean it has visual arts programs but it's very separate from the school of performance Mm -hmm. and I think even like apart from education like I think there is a lot of value and like I think there's more crossover nowadays in like different performative styles like acting and dance but I think there's like a lot of value in like like the class you were talking about you were saying like you learn about visual art and obviously there's so much there that's like similar to dance that we don't even notice but I think Mm -hmm. like learning about that and like actually practicing that with visual artists would be like really valuable and it's something that like isn't really offered at a lot of places Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so are you um this is kind of a loaded question but um, (laughs) are you satisfied with the choice you made to go pursue um an arts post-secondary education because I know a lot of artists grapple with this like should I go? Should I not go? I dropped out of university, so. <laughs> it's not it's not for everybody, but it is for some people, so. Uh-huh. Yes, definitely a loaded question. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. Um, I think so. I mean, I am because, like, 
I have come to this like realization that it's really what I want to do like I always obviously knew I wanted to dance but like the more intensely I'm studying it the more I'm like I really really want to do this and I don't know like what else I'm passionate about in the same way I don't else like know what else I'm really good at in the same way that I'm good at dance so and I think for me personally school helped me figure that out and I think like obviously different institutions work for like other people and like for some people school doesn't work I think I was lucky that where I went really worked for me because I like needed like what I was lacking the most of was like technique and I really needed like a technical push so I needed to like go to school to get that but I also know like I have had moments where I'm like why am I in school for this like why am I getting a degree for a craft that no one is gonna care or check if you have a degree so I definitely like, yeah, I understand that it's like a big scary thing also to be like putting all the, this like money into something that you know you're not going to make any money back in. Um, <laughs> but I think for my like specific situation, it's like what I needed to do. So I'm satisfied with my choice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> Compa- when you talk to other people who are doing what's considered regular or normal programs in post-secondary education how are you finding that pursuing the fine arts is different how you go about school your curriculum education is different um I mean it's a lot more like hands-on in the sense that you're like at school all the time um whereas I mean I don't really know much about regular university but obviously I know you don't spend like as much time in class um (laughs) I think honestly that's the biggest difference and I think now I'm like very used to it like I'm like I know this is what I'm here for but I think in like first year it was like kind of a weird like separation between like my friends who were in other school just because we'd be like talking about how our university experience was going and it's like so different I was like I'm here like 12 hours a day or whatever but I think it's also really valuable because I think like the closest relationships that like these types of programs make in university are like the people in your class which I think is pretty obviously everybody makes really good friends in university or a lot of people do but you kind of meet them through other ways but I think in programs like this it's like the people who you see every day and are dancing with every day are like gonna be like your most important relationships Mm -hmm. and I think it's also like a lot more personal in terms of teacher-student dynamic then I feel like other classes are because it has to be like you're seeing these people so much and they're like working with you so closely and the classes are so much smaller so yeah I feel like those are the biggest Mm -hmm. differences I have such a weird teacher student story from when I went to Concordia and I don't know if Ryerson is this out there but like so many students did pieces nude I was in one And we would have to go to class and rehearse these pieces like topless with male teachers. And it doesn't feel odd when you're doing it, but like talking about it and looking back at it, I think sometimes that's not a normal student teacher relationship that a lot of people have. And it seems so, so odd. But when you're in that environment, it's it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Dance is so intimate. I feel like, yeah, it it does feel so uh, normal in the moment for sure but people can't relate. (laughs) It's hard to kind of find a balance between like, especially in a university versus like 
another dance program I think it's really hard to find a balance between like an academic institution and like an arts space and I think I mean I know for Ryerson like there have been students who have wanted to do nude pieces but can't because they're like we just legally can't have like this nude piece Mm. in this school production so things like that and also just like I think the way that you interact with teachers I think it's like sometimes hard to find a balance like I'm trying to think of or trying to articulate an example like I feel like this year I had like a lot of frustrations from like some of my teachers in the show we were working on because I was like I felt like just the things they were asking of me were like a lot for a school but then Mm. not a lot to ask of like an artist Mm -hmm. that makes sense so it's kind of like a weird yeah yeah it is definitely hard finding that line between art and like your legal education post-secondary yeah that's something I never really considered but that's a definitely a huge point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure um do you feel like arts institutions like art like post-secondary art schools are at like a major disadvantage at more of a disadvantage due to the COVID-19 shutdowns like do you think it affects like art schools disproportionately um I don't know it's hard to say disproportionately just because everyone is affected like so much and so differently Mm-hmm. But I do, I mean, I definitely noticed, like, I had one, like, we'd have one elective a term, so I was taking, like, one regular academic class, like, when the school shut down, and that class was, like, pretty easy to figure out online, versus, like, the dance classes were just kind of, like, cancelled. Um, So, I, like, I would say we're affected differently, and maybe more in the sense that it's, like, we physically can't do what we're supposed to be learning but it's just hard to say like disproportionately because I know everyone's everything mm-hmm. got thrown up in the air mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I don't know. definitely how, how did you find if they did or maybe they didn't um your school and your teachers with those classes that are a little bit more challenging to continue doing amidst COVID-19 support you so like technique classes, how they, did they give you resources or ways to try to continue this stuff at home? I honestly do, like, I was kind of pleasantly surprised, I think, at how it was handled. Um, I think since there were only like three weeks or whatever it was left of class, like, they didn't really put that pressure to like keep the same sort of class schedule or the same rigor like over Zoom or whatever it would be, which... I'm kind of grateful for because it's kind of I think a lot to ask of someone in this situation but they were really good at like we just kind of had like a weekly check-in and then they would like they did offer us a lot of resources like one of the ballet teachers like teaches a class once a week and it's sort of like if you want to do this you're welcome to so yeah I was pretty I was really happy with how it was handled like I think they offered us resources but there wasn't really a lot of stress like to do it or to not do it so that's good yeah that's excellent maybe one final wrap-up question I have a question you don't need to even leave this in because this is kind of like a personal question that I want (laughs) your opinion on because I went to no I went to university for a year for dance and actually my brother also went to school this year college for music and we both had similar experiences choosing to pursue art in post-secondary education it's very actually weird uh, we both dropped out, but for the, the for the same reason that while we were both in school, we kind of became uninspired. 
because we were being forced to create for a reason, we couldn't create anymore. And it's the same reason why I chose to leave because I just, I felt like I couldn't dance anymore. I didn't want to. And speaking to my brother, it was the same thing. Before he went to school, he was writing music all the time. And then he was in class for music and being told to write and he couldn't anymore. And he was losing that same connection. And I was wondering if you ever experienced that and if you do, how you deal with that or handle that. Um, Yeah, I think that's like a pretty common thing that any artist experiences in any situation, but I think especially in school. Um, I definitely... In first year, there wasn't really a lot of opportunity to create or to perform. Like, it was very technical. Um, And I did find that, for me, it kind of became this, like, what's the point of being a dancer if I'm just doing ballet five times a week? Like, I just didn't understand. Like, I kind of lost sight of, like, what I was really doing. Um, And I think even now, like, I often feel very inspired at school. Like, I think we're very lucky to, like, work with a lot of choreographers and, like, I feel really inspired just by like being around a passionate group of artists all the time. So usually when I'm at school, I feel like really passionate about like my craft and like super inspired, but there's definitely times like, yeah, I think when you're like told to make a work, it's again, kind of a tricky balance between like school and art because you have to do these to like finish the requirements and like learn in this curriculum that does work. But it's like, if they're like, make a solo, a three minute solo or whatever, and you're like, nothing is inspiring to me right now. Like even this year I had to make a solo and I was like, I don't want to make a piece about anything. Like nothing's inspiring me. So I made something because I had to and then I hated it. And then I was like, (laughs) am I even a good artist? Blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I mean, I guess like when you're going to work best as an artist is like making things just because you want to. Or because, like, you feel the need to, but I think, like, in school and even in, like, the arts world, sometimes you're going to be told you have to make something. So I guess I'm still figuring out how to, like, pull inspiration out of myself when I don't want to, because that's, like, a part of being an artist, I guess. So, yeah, I don't know. Still figuring that out. (laughs) Yeah, it is tricky. I feel like everyone's still (laughs) figuring that out. Perfect. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, take care. Stay safe and healthy. Hello and welcome back. We are now here with Ethan. Hello. Uh, Ethan, tell us a little bit about yourself and your um, art school experience. Uh, so my name's Ethan Scott. Um, up until March, I was a student at Rosedale. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so uh, a bit about myself. Um, I'm a musician. Uh, I work down at Fort York in the summer, um, and uh, I play drums there. I play like guitar and bass and drums and sing regularly. Just do do that kind of stuff. Um, and I like history and video games. That's uh, <laughs> that's it. Awesome! It's a great profile. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how your um last year at an art school has been yeah sure um yeah it was it's been overall uh pretty good my grade 12 year was uh my grade 11 year was really bad so (laughs) i was i I went in with really low expectations um but uh as some uh very smart people have told me uh grade 12 kind of flies by so uh yeah it's uh it's kind of feeling like i just 
blinked and then it's it's uh i'm sitting here in my room and <laughs> uh kind of overheating in my own body heat that's even mm. um so do you miss um do you miss the rigor of school or do you miss um going into school every day no <laughs> that was what i was gonna touch on yeah i uh I I feel like I'm I feel kind of bad like almost guilty for saying this but I really needed a break from everything from that like kind of grueling routine um and although I would rather not have it be people dying of this disease which really sucks obviously um I I think that I'm at least making the most out of my time here I'm just like kind of kind of chilling uh writing some songs, hanging out, not doing school. <laughs> That's good. Are there, is, I don't really know much about how high schools and elementary schools are mm-hmm. handling this. Are you, are there still classes? Are they still trying to keep up education? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they cool. are. So the, uh, the TDSB came out and said, they were like, okay, so everything you've done up until March, like whenever we, whenever we went off for March break, I guess, uh, everything you've done up to there will be counted, but everything from now or from then until June won't be counted. So my mark can only go up now, <laughs> which is uh, so so basically I'm just like, well, would I rather try and get my mark up even though I already got into the places I want or should I just not do anything <laughs> and my mark can't go down? So that's basically... I obviously chose the latter one because yeah. I'm kind of a lazy, lazy dude. Yeah, there's but. not a lot of motive like they're trying there. Hard to, yeah, like they <laughs> seem like they're trying to motivate you to return to schooling. So, which no is, I think, for the whatsoever. best. I mean, it would be really wrong of them to count all this work against you. I think. Yeah, um, especially yeah. with so many... so many more important things happening. Mm-hmm. And especially with so many people having different learning needs mm. and disabilities. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it would have been And like the whole technology aspect, yeah. like it, it took the TDSB so long to uh, to get computers and like technology out to people who needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it took them a few weeks to do that before. That's why there was such a delay before we started our classes, <laughs> which are uh, basically this, um, but with a teacher yelling at you. Shout out to Mr. Levin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, love the man. Um but uh but yeah so there's really no they didn't provide any incentive but i think that i think that's a good thing just accounting for everyone's uh everyone's like home situations and stuff and i think that you have to do that as a public school board or else uh there will definitely be some some backlash which there already is from the other side saying well you're just making all the kids sit at home and smoke weed all day so uh heard that one before (laughs) But yeah. Do you plan on pursuing the arts after high school? Yes. <laughs> In what way? Um, so, uh, so I'm going into history at Laurier now. But um, one of the one of the things that I wanted to keep up is music. Uh, I never thought I was gonna pursue any music after graduating. Like I was always, my mom's a musician, and I would always tell her like nah I'm not super into it I like it just as a hobby um but I think in the past year I've had so many different musical awakenings and I've just kind of decided that I want to keep doing it in a larger capacity than just a hobby or whatever 
so uh hopefully um i can i can just jam around and like and play in the apartment next year that i have lined up hopefully um and uh and yeah i'll, I'll just try and keep it up play some shows try and get myself out there um while still doing history cool yeah and do you think obviously you're still planning on playing music and having the arts involved in your life but as for what you're doing school-wise, you're obviously not continuing on with any fine arts. Do you think that your time at an arts high school gave you valuable tools uh, to bring you on into this post-secondary education that isn't focused on the arts? Yeah, I think I think it did. Well, just um, just any like like just just the general skills. I guess it's taught me like art school has taught me like um, actually wait. Uh, a huge skill that art school unintentionally taught me was the ratio between work and fun is a mm. lot more interesting than one might ex- expect. I've uh, I've kind of been figuring out, um, and uh, I was able. <laughs> wait, this sounds like I'm bragging, but I was I was able to get through high school with kind of. I didn't really do homework. I did like I did all my assignments and stuff, but. I didn't really do day-to-day work really and I had a bunch of fun just or socially I mean I I hung out with a lot of a lot of friends and had a bunch of free time and I still pass with like good marks so I so I've been telling my sister I've been like corrupting her (laughs) in a way I've been like yo just chill out about high school because she's in grade eight or grade seven I don't even know my own sister's age but uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like, just don't sweat it. It's okay. It'll turn out fine. So I think that's that will really serve me well for university, or it could shoot me in the back. Who knows? Um, but uh, at least for, I think I've got a good balance right now of that. Um, but I'll see how it changes next year. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what high school high school mainly taught me about that <laughs> balance and how to how to pull the strings in the right way. That's actually one thing I did struggle with going to coming from um, so many years of art schooling, going into just like yield university program um, was that it was, there was a lot of hard work. I mean, I went into math originally, which was the wrong choice. Um, I was not cut out for that Uh, and not interested. Um, And it was so different going from this like enriching, beautiful experience of like, doing all the arts all day and then like to this like terrible like problem sets all the time homework every spare hour I you know I think first year university was one of the darkest years of my life because I cut out virtually all the arts in my life and um went into math (laughs) yeah so um I mean it's nice Uh, that that you're like considering that you want to keep like music in your life and that you've like learned how learn to, how to like enjoy life and go to school. And I, yeah, I would recommend really holding on to that feeling and finding ways to like mm-hmm. bring that into your university experience. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, yeah, advice. yeah, I definitely think that's super valuable and something that a lot of people struggle with this idea of balance. Um, and whether it be on one side, either not having enough balance to like do your schoolwork or be productive mm-hmm. or on the other side of being so productive or being so zoned in on doing well in school that you don't have time to, you know, hang out with friends or just relax. I think that's super, super valuable that you you feel like you've learned that and have that because it, it's just so important for your mental health. Like yeah. everyone needs to just like take a breath and just realize that 
when you're in school, everything seems super, super high stakes and high pressure and high intensity. And everyone just needs to realize that it, things usually aren't as serious as they seem. So No, the real world yes. is Listeners so take relaxed. note. Yeah, you just need to like... <laughs> just, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Something yeah. Kiara and I were talking about earlier was that we really enjoyed going to a school where everybody was there for like a common purpose, which was to like learn the arts, I suppose, which is so different from going to a school where people don't are like, not that people necessarily want to be there when they're in art school, but like people want to be there less and they're like checked out. And I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's different. Do you, do you find that? Yeah. The Rosedale environment. I, this is something I actually wrote down because I've kind of just <laughs> been being all ADHD like myself, just going everywhere. But um, yeah, like my whole experience at Rosedale is like, I would, I would put it in the the words that I feel like it's the lesser of all evils you know like high school high school is definitely an evil to me I I hated high school still I'm not I don't want to go back I'm pretty done with that but I think Rosedale made it the or any art school for that matter I think would would make it that much less painful for an artistic person and like I find artsy people are generally very in tune with like and sensitive which i am and i think if i went to another like just a a regular high school like my home school i would not have got that i i think i would have not done very well so um yeah but but at the same time about rosedale like as i i love the teachers for the most part and uh i i had a good i had a good group of friends for that um but but I never really felt like I fit in like I was kind of always in the middle of the group you know like uh like for example you have like the band kids right mm. and then you have the kids in bands over here mm. so the two ex- like the band nerds the band kids and, and the band mans the co- <laughs> then the coke mons over here so and then I'm kind of in the middle of there and I didn't really know what to do my do with myself um for for a lot of uh for a lot of grade 11 and then I kind of got this musical awakening and that's why grade 11 was so dark for me is because I didn't really I didn't have that kind of direction or like a healthy outlet really um but yeah Liv like you said before is like cutting all the arts out of your life is dark (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's it really is unfortunate and I didn't I don't I was never arts free even, but I just increased the load. And this like, this quarantine has allowed me to, to like, just play guitar whenever I want to, or just go downstairs and like bang on the drums. Uh, and that's so good for mental health. Like I'm, I'm feeling better than I ever was at school now, which is, which is good. That's nice. Yeah, that's very hear. interesting. I feel like yeah. people, a lot, many artists have the opposite. Um, shutdown experience where you feel like you're kept away from your your practice when you're in lockdown but um seems like you're you know thriving getting thriving (laughs) i'm thriving um yeah i also really liked uh your description of art school being the lesser of two evils that's a really that's a really good way of explaining it and i feel like yeah it's how i experience things as well because i also hated high school i did everything i could to make it be over as soon as possible i i i ended i graduated early i graduated first semester grade 12 so i didn't have to do second semester 
Um, yeah. But I definitely can't even imagine how I would have experienced high school if I didn't go to an art school because I think it would have been way worse. So, you know, it it's interesting that you bring that years. up because I remember, if I remember correctly, your second semester of high school, for many reasons, I think, was like not a great time of your life. No, it um, was <laughs> Do you think part of that was not having like that art school mm. um, uh, consistency in your life? Now I'm interviewing the interviewer. Me? Sorry. Yeah, no, no. That <laughs> sorry, Ethan, step aside. That definitely <laughs> is it. an interesting question. I've never thought about that, so mm-hmm. I don't really have an answer, something but it is something ponder. It is something to ponder, and it is. I can kind of answer the question because I had a similar experience when I dropped out of university for dance, mm. and that was taken away from me, this consistency of going to school and dancing every day in university. When I came home, my intention was I still wanted to dance, and then I just didn't for a really long yep. time for a lot of months and I it was the similar okay you know my life and there are a lot of like patterns between those two mm-hmm. um experiences but now that I'm thinking about it it was a similar situation where I just became super super depressed and I'm wondering it, it is a very interesting question if it's because I lost that consistency of being able to practice art every day yeah mm-hmm. art's so important guys yeah it really is it's the reason someone to live. Someone in I'm I'm getting all pointy now. Someone in my uh, one of my classes, like philosophy or something, uh, we were we were talking about the arts and some banter, you know. Um, and this this guy was like, "Oh, the arts never saved anyone's life." That I just I just thought of that when you said that. Um, and yeah, I uh, I was quick to respond <laughs> calm, as calmly as I could. I was like. <laughs> Well, you're kind of looking at a guy right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I think the arts um, save many lives. I, most lives. Yeah. All lives. Well, I wouldn't say all I lives. I think we can say, I would say all lives, even if you're not realizing it. I think I think we yeah. underappreciate and, and undervalue, which is something we've talked about before, how much the arts come into play in our lives. And we always want to, mm. arts are always the first thing to be cut. They're super underfunded, but... Even in like the grander scheme of things, everyone goes to see movies. Everyone goes to see concerts. So if Netflix. those things, were, yeah, if those things were taken away from you, what would the world look like? Yeah, It'd be it bleak. would be. Yeah, yeah. Some nineteen eighty four type. Yeah, of there. <laughs> it just reminded me of a question I had for Ethan. And now, oh, did you, <laughs> do you, um, did you ever find that there were aspects of your arts high school? that were like underfunded or like very clearly under-resourced? Like were there signs of that or do you think everything was pretty peachy? Yes. Um, in the last year since uh, Mr. Ford got in there. Um, oh, no. No, 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 no. She, she's shaking her head <laughs> oh. no at Ford. No, you can. Oh, is that off limits here? No, it's not <laughs> off limits. As much as you like. Um, yeah, so, so this past year, one of my favorite teachers and just people uh, got laid off or he got he got surplused um great musician great guy uh really taught me a lot about music and how to like collaborate effectively with other people and just was a good guy he got he got cut um and replaced by a a really really great teacher um but but he still he still got pulled out of rosedale and put in like york mills or something and and we lost a great dude so it's and the the department was understaffed as a result of that so I did not did not like that one no bueno for me um and yeah I I focused on senior band in my last year but I can't really speak for 
too many other departments because I only took one art. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, for musical theater as well, there were there were mm. so many shortages on like like a mixing board. You couldn't buy one and, oh, wow. and just and yeah it's it's just it was kind of a it wasn't a mess actually but it was it was like you could notice a change between the years of Doug Ford coming into office um so no no bad <laughs> not <laughs> a big fan yeah, everyone no. is praising yeah. him right now and I don't I think I can why. officially say that um the official stance of purple glow pod is no Ford no Ford uh, Really? Wait, what? Are we allowed to take this kind of political stance? We're allowed stance? to take this political stance, especially since everyone is praising him these days for how I he's handling things. I did expect him to handle this worse. That isn't yes, to say that he's doing an okay. A-plus job. I'm just saying it's not as terrible as it could have been. It's not as terrible as it could have been, but also the whole COVID situation could have more not terrible than it could have, could have been, been because yes. of how he un- <laughs> cut funding to health care and all this other mm-hmm. stuff so you know this is very you true. gotta remember these things you gotta yep. you gotta remember yeah i think like when you're looking a lot of people compared for to trump obviously uh but when you're looking at donald trump talking about it and then you're looking at doug ford doug ford at least has the you can see in his face, like like he. You can see that he cares about the province <laughs> at least. Like you can see he he wants to do the best thing. Yeah, you can tell that, that he's he lucid. Thinks. You you can tell he's he's not completely off his. But I'll give him that. And then, yeah, and then when you go to Donald Trump, he's la la land. He's just he doesn't. Maybe that's our problem be... here. Is that like beside Trump, Ford looks yeah, like the same. That's true. We have yeah, that I think. Yeah, it's really. I don't think. Doug, all Doug Ford stuff would have flown if Trump hadn't come into power and set that standard. So, yeah, that's interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right, Key. Do you have any final questions? Uh, no, I, I think because I'm afraid the Zoom's gonna time. Yeah, out yeah. Soon. I think we've, I think we've covered everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say, cool. Ethan? Any notes? Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just my schooling was super affected by this. Uh, I'm just kind of, kind of rephrasing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I don't know how the TDSB expected or if they even expected, to be honest, uh, like anyone to show up or anyone to do anything. Cause I was, sometimes I just pop into my, uh, 11 lectures and I think I only go to Levin's classes just cause he is cool. Uh, <laughs> but in my opinion, um, but like five people nine people show up to those out of a mm-hmm. class since the class sizes are bigger too out of like 35 people oh, yeah. in a class so that's like really no one's really doing anything um so that that's i i just hope i'm like it's it's really weird graduating in this climate because i hope like that the semester will start when it's supposed to start for example and i hope that i can like sort out rent and get a mm. get a lease and not have to pay that until January if I, yeah anyway there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of problems that this cr- whole crisis has created with the education system and uh, I think to end I would say just maybe like hopefully education systems around the world can can like learn that something like this huge can happen and it will happen again most likely and 
they just got to be ready for it and take their notes, I think. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the, a great way to Every end, institution yeah. has been left without an action plan, and it's been chaos. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. pretty yeah. Damn crazy. I think it's also important to just put out there that it's also okay for pe- kids to not be learning right now because mm-hmm. they're learning in other ways, and yes. that's also valuable and it's kind of similar to how we undervalue the arts. We undervalue different ways of learning. Um, and I think kids are getting learning and these experiences that they're having right now are also valuable. And I think that we shouldn't be pressuring, especially young students to yeah. be schooled right now. So, Oh, yeah. for sure. So. Yeah. Uh, even, even my sister is super stressed. She's in grade seven. I now remember properly. <laughs> um, she's, she has to do all this stuff and she's like, Oh, I'm going to fail if I don't do this stuff. Oh, and, no. and I'm like, yeah, just calm down. Number one, even if your marks were being counted, middle school doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Number two, your marks aren't being counted. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 All right. Yep. Well, thank you so much for thank coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it was my pleasure. It gives me something to do. It gives us <laughs> something to do. Something to do besides smoking weed all day and playing video games. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, though. I've been drinking all day. What what else are you going to do? Exactly. That evening activity (laughs) is coming up. It's almost bowl (laughs) o'clock. Bowl o'clock. I think we just found the name for the episode. Bowl o'clock. Bowl o'clock. Yeah. It's bowl (laughs) o'clock. Mom, if you're listening to this, don't worry. I'm joking. It's never bowl o'clock. All right. Well, that was it from us today. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review about anything in the world. Tell us anything. Mm-hmm. Your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah, tell us your darkest secret. Or make Question one up. for the week. The first thing you want to do when quarantine is lifted. I've been thinking about that. Um, make You can follow us on Instagram, at Purple Glomeg. On Facebook. Facebook, Purple Glomeg. Web- Twitter. Twitter. Maybe not on Twitter. We don't tweet often. We don't recommend that one. <laughs> Our website, purpleglowmag.com. Uh, YouTube. YouTube. We're on everything. You can follow me at Liv Schwen, H-S-U-E-N. And you can follow Key. At C-H-I-L-U-C-C-H-E-T-T-A. Oh, it's a long one. <laughs> a lot of letters in there. Um, yeah, and we hope you ta- we taught you a little something about art schools, if you didn't know anything before. And a uh, big thank you to Barbara and Ethan for coming on today. We really enjoyed talking with you guys and hearing your experiences. And if you have any suggestions for anything you'd like us to talk about next, or even people you'd like us to talk to next, just let us know. Uh, stay purple and glowing. Stay purple and glowing. <laughs> Purple Glow Pod is made and produced by Olivia Schwen, Chiara Lucchetta, and Purple Glow Mag. Our theme music is by Cassius Lucchetta. And special thanks to Barbara Sims and Ethan Scott. <laughs>